welcome. Welcome. It's Robin Sills from St. Mary's Hospital. Welcome to Medically Speaking. I apologize. I had the headset on because our physician is calling in tonight, so I had to adjust the volume. So Johnny gave me a little bit more <laughs> intro music so I can get myself set up. Thank you so much for joining us tonight for our program. As you know, this month, um, or if you don't know, this month we were dedicating um, our program to something I was calling Achy Breaky, my Achy Breaky. And basically what that is, is we're kind of talking about the general aches and pains as we tend to get older. Um, and, you know, it's important to, to think about that, to, to know when we're doing the right thing. We had on with us last week, um, Dr. Jeffrey Brown, who is a sports medicine specialist out of St. Francis uh, Medical Center, um, part of Trinity Health of New England, one of our sister hospitals. And tonight we are very fortunate to have a physician from our area. His name is Dr. David Glassman, and he is a board American Board Certified Anesthesiology and in subspecialty um, certificate in pain medicine. And he did a fellowship in pain management at Yale. And he also did his residency at Yale University School of Medicine in New Haven. And we are very fortunate to have him with us tonight. He's part of Active Orthopedics in Middlebury. Hi, Doc. Hey, Robin. How are you? Good. I'm so glad that you were able to join us. Thank you so much. See, calling in's not that bad. Yeah, no. I, 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 can you hear me okay? Yeah, I could hear you perfect. And I told you, the beauty of calling in after a long day's work, you get to do this, and then you don't have to drive all the way back to your house. That is a, a very good point. Um, <laughs> I'm comfortably sitting on my porch right now. So oh, I'm nice. glad. I'm glad. <laughs> I was a little nervous you were going to get tied up in traffic and be calling me kind of en route, because that has definitely happened before. So I'm glad <laughs> well, you made it home. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, you know, I, as I started out saying, you know, we started out earlier this week talking about the general aches and pains as we get older. And we had a sports medicine specialist on with us. And we were kind of talking about those weekend warrior type of situations. And I wanted yep. to focus tonight on pain management because I've had other pain specialists on. But you're newer to us in our area, so area. So I wanted to introduce your services. And right. first, I wanted to say you're an anesthesiologist with us already at St. Mary's yes. Part of Woodland Anesthesia. So we're happy to have you and your team. Yes, thank you, thank you. There's they have uh, very good anesthesia over at St. Mary's. Yeah, it's really exciting to have this brand new team with us. Actually, Johnny, who works here in the studio as the producer, his wife works at St. Mary's in the same day surgery. So you probably oh. know her. So I'll, I'll share that after. We won't we won't share oh. that now. But you probably know her. She's one of the nurses. But yes. um, anesthesia and pain management go hand in hand. So what made you decide to get a subspecialty in pain management? Yeah, so um <clears throat> so I, you know, coming out of anesthesia, uh they uh offer um several uh subspecialties or fellowships uh that are all extensions of of anesthesiology. So uh pain pain management, pain medicine or pain management, pain medicine I think is the is the proper proper name uh, is um, really really very much an extension of anesth uh, regional anesthesiology which is one of my um, interests um, and uh, so specifically we can uh, you know target uh, specific areas of the body um, we right. do that a lot uh, for surgeries mm -hmm. and uh, pain medicine is uh, 
uh, kind of just an extension of that, um, that we can use these techniques to diagnose uh, people's uh, chronic pain issues. I think that's incredible. You know, you there are so many branches of medicine that have changed and and diversed into other areas, and this being one of them. And I think pain management is just one of those things people haven't really fully understood. And we've had it on the program before, but we're really excited to have you in our area because you also work with an orthopedic group, which is Active Orthopedics, Dr. Michael Kaplan and Dr. Eric Carlson. And that's where you're practicing the pain management, correct? Yes. So, yeah. So, um, you know, it's a it's 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 a perfect marriage uh, between uh, orthopedics and and pain management. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's a lot of pain issues, orthopedic injuries and uh, some, you know, a lot, you know, most of most of which uh, can be treated um, with uh, conservative and measures and 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 surgery um, if needed, but uh, but you know uh, occasionally some of these um, you know quote unquote aches and pains and uh, are are you know persistent and can become a chronic pain issue. So uh, so you know naturally um, uh, you know more of a you know, more of a you know, kind of a marriage between uh, specialties. Um, you know, I think I think that with pain management, there's a lot of uh, interaction with different specialties, and, right. and there's a lot of um, you know when you you know in in attending a lot of uh, I, you know I've been to a lot of different conferences and symposiums in different parts of the country, um, and you see a lot of specialties there, uh, yeah. not just um, anesthesia, but um, you see orthopedic mm. uh, people, you see uh, uh, neurosurgery, yeah. um, physiatry, right. psychiatry, psychology, wow. um, just. Just uh, you know, uh, just and and a lot of internal medicine doctors who also focus on pain management. And pain management, right? Mm-hmm. So, you're you know when I when I look at all the different areas you can treat. I mean, you you know, you're I have your. Um, your brochure in front of me, which is really extensive, and I'm thank you for sharing it with me. But you have so many different areas. You know, we talk about back and neck. We talk about arm and leg pain, chronic pain, neuropathic pain, even effective care for cancer patients. And honestly, there's just such a spectrum that you cover with pain management. And you know, I thought for tonight's, we'll you know we'll try to stick with just a few of those. But you know, I may try to intersect with a couple because there's just so much that you. Can can share. We may not be able to get it all in one program, but but when I look at the uh, back and neck neck pain piece, you have a little blurb here, which I think is relevant, and it, it says that back and neck pain are among the most common and the most costly and disabling problems in America, and over 80% of the adults experience back or neck pain sometime during their lives, and the cost for treating these back problems and the time lost for work and insurance companies and sur- surgeries will exceed over 50 Fifty billion dollars annually. That's incredible. That's incredible. It, it, it really is. Um, uh, it's astounding kind of figure. Um, I, I suppose in the in the realm of healthcare costs, um, you know, it it it's up there. Um, so uh, you know, it, it it I think in terms of uh, of productivity, especially in and law and loss of work hours, it's it just becomes even a higher number. So uh, you know, Absolutely. it's really it's re- it's really uh, you know it's 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 a you know a, definitely a uh, pretty profound healthcare issue um, that 
really needs a lot more attention um, and, uh, you know, constant research. But, you know, I, th- I think that, uh, you know, it involves, it involves uh, really, um, you know, kind of communicating and, and, and getting together with, mm-hmm. with many different services and, and physicians uh, to, to, to handle that. Right. And surgery is not always the issue. Right. I mean, not always the solution, rather. So, you know, so what, that's why we look to. And and also, which is really scary to me, we years ago, I mean, I started out in ortho neuro nursing many moons ago. I'm going to date yeah. myself, but back in the early 80s. And the first thing we did was jump to surgery back then. And it's yeah. not that way. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, uh, I think, uh, you know, again, uh, you know, pain issues are, are multifactorial and very complicated. Uh, I think, um, you know, jumping right to surgery uh, is, um, you know, not not a not a good idea. Um, I, you know, it's not, and certainly certainly we're not in agreement with with um uh you know that approach right. I, I think i think that you know it, it takes uh it takes several steps um you know to to try to you know figure out which direction you're going now there there are certain you know things that that will pop up in an evaluation that 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 certainly presents itself as a surgical problem right, right. um you know uh and um you know an example of that you know, could be, uh, you know, very severe, uh, you know, degenerative joint disease, bone on bone, that, that, uh, that, yeah. that just presents itself, um, you know, after, after, you know, getting some imaging. And uh, for, you know, patients very debilitated with that finding, um, you know, sometimes they need surgery. Right. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because, as a matter of fact, my husband's a patient of Dr. Kaplan's, and he has... He has knees. He has his knee is bone on bone, and there's nowhere else to go. There's nowhere else to go. But you know, he's done some things proactively, lose some weight, and you know, tried doing better weight bearing on the the opposite side. That has helped to relieve some of that pain, so that we can push it sure. off a bit. But there's sure. times where you know, pain injections are aren't going to help. They're just not going to do anything over time. No. But no, but no. so you know when to go to the the surgeon which is which is why you work hand in hand with the orthopedic group yeah so you know it, it's a it's a good marriage um yeah. and uh you know i think i think that um it's probably wise to to you know maybe uh you know get you know see a pain specialist um you know come in because uh, we can you know we can kind of determine we can be, be sort of a gatekeeper i guess yeah. so to speak uh as to you know are we doing? Are we? Are we doing? You know, surgery. Are we going to do? Are we going to do some more conservative measures or non-surgical measure, measures uh, to you know to sort of figure that out? Um, and uh, you know, I think I think it's a, that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah, I think it's excellent. So let's. 
let's look at because I, you know, I said let's focus on neck and back because I think that's probably the biggest thing that you see is neck and back. So yes. let's let's start with the neck and let's talk about what a common situation is when someone comes in, um, how they get to you. Number one, what usually is the trigger point for someone to come to you that they really feel they need to see a pain specialist when they have neck pain, and what do you do with that patient when they walk in the door? Yeah, so um, I mean, so that so so again, you know, I see a, a wide variety. Um, uh, you know, I would say that uh, you know someone. Uh, so I may you know I may see somebody. I mean, typically, who I'm gonna who I see um, may be somebody who's had who's had you know chronic pain that that, that they've had for a long time. Uh, and uh, you know, you know, will eventually get referred uh, by the by their internal medicine, their family, primary care doctor. Um, it may may have gone to a specialist first, maybe like an orthopedic mm-hmm. uh, surgeon or uh, orthopedic spine person, and then that may get uh, may uh, finally uh, be uh, brought over to me. Um, so the, the typical patient, you know, I will see is somebody they've had pain, uh, you know, for longer than you know six months, um, and uh, and so so that so that type of patient uh, presents with a chronic pain issue, uh, who may have gone through therapy, uh, had some physical therapy already, have been treated with some medications, um, maybe they've had. And uh, an injection, like a trigger point injection of some sort, uh, and all of these have failed, um, and now they, you know, now they're kind of like, all right, now what do I do? Hmm. Um, and so, uh, so those, those are, those, I see a lot of a lot of patients uh, with chronic pain. Um, I do, I do get, uh, you know, the other scenario would be uh, somebody who perhaps got a you know young person who got into a car accident right. um, and uh, and they're uh, having some persistent pain you know maybe it's like week four at this point right so something we used most, to call whiplash right <laughs> whiplash you know typical whiplash right. injury of the neck let's mm-hmm. say um, and so those, those you know those patients you know t- most most of the most of those most of the people with a whiplash injury, um, I would say by you know three to four weeks, the, the, those issues, those pain issues usually resolve. So it's a self-limiting issue. Mm. So the majority get better on their own, but some people do get persistent pain that may last longer than four weeks. Um, and so those, those, those uh, you know, I will get those those referred to me uh, either by. You know, probably at this point, maybe they've seen an ortho person, mm-hmm. um, or maybe they've been treated, you know, by their primary care, and uh, you know, they just haven't gotten better yet. Um, and so that 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 type of patient will probably, you know, um, start with some therapy right. um, and look at some of the medications. Maybe put them on a muscle relaxant um, if they haven't done that already. Um, some anti-inflammatories. Um, and uh, you know, see if they get better. Um, at that point, uh, I don't. You know, you don't necessarily need further evaluation. Right. But if you're not responding to to all those conservative measures, at that point, we may get some imaging. Right. So now that's where I was just going to go to. So if a patient comes to you from a primary care physician or orthopedic, sometimes they walk in with some imaging, imaging, right? But usually, an orthopedic would order it before the primary care. Yeah, most likely. If they're going to, you know, probably, um, 
uh, you know, get to the point. Um, you know, once they see the specialist, the right. special, you know, usually, usually they're going to want to look at some imaging. Um, so, you know, at that point, if they if they've come with imaging, um, you know, we may, uh, you know, we may correlate that with their exam findings. But you know, it always starts with a good history. Uh, an exam, definitely, um, and uh, and and the imaging can point toward uh, possible uh, you know etiologies uh, in the in the spine. When you're doing the physical exam on a patient with um, disturbances in their neck, what are you looking at? Are you looking at their upper extremity weaknesses or? Yeah. So what typically looking- happens? Yeah, so I mean, you know, obviously you want to uh, get your hands on the on the patient, um, and so we're looking uh, for, um, you know, we're looking for uh, uh, areas of the spine um, with localized tenderness. Right. Um, so you want to, you know, do percussion palpation of the spine, um, and uh, and you know, see if there is localized. Uh, pain coming from a specific part of the spine mm-hmm. and, you know, combined with a neurologic exam. So you want to see if there's any associated neurologic findings, um, if there's if there's radicular pain uh, along a certain uh, dermatomal uh, pattern. Uh, so what does that and, mean, Doc, for my general audience? What does that yeah, mean? Yeah, so, so, you know, we look for uh, specific um, type of uh, neurologic um, spinal root okay so uh, so 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 your body is divided in dermatomes uh, which is just uh, um, uh, areas of the body that's that's uh, innervated by a certain nerve and um, and so we can uh, do an exam and see if there is some specific uh, kind of localized where the pain is coming from in the spine so you know for for example, you know, you can get some, uh, if you got uh, some radicular pain that's going down the front of the arm, mm. uh, maybe down into the forearm, uh, this may be more of a C6. Oh, uh, okay. The, for the so it six, tells you a uh, level. Vertebrae. It helps you with the level. Helps you with the level so that okay. we can kind of kind of localize, uh, you know, just by exam findings. Wasn't that interesting? Physical exam uh, will help us. Right. You know, kind of localize and try to figure out where the problem is coming from. So you do the anti-inflammatories, and and what you're hoping to get from that is that the pressure is released, giving it a chance to heal, right? And and incorporating physical therapy to stretch out whatever you can to bring relief before you do any intervention. Correct. So I mean, you know, of course. You know, uh, I I would say the majority of patients uh, will get better, you know, just by, you know, just by doing those those measures, Um, strengthening, stretching, um, you know, some uh, anti-inflammatories just to kind of settle down the the, uh, injured or inflamed area. Right. Um, You know, whether it's muscular or or nerve. um, majority will respond to, to just anti-inflammatories and, um, and physical therapy. And, you know, neck pain's tough because if it's high enough up, it can radiate and, and give you migraines, correct? It can. It's, you know, I mean, they're all, they're all related to, right. to, you know, triggering, uh, mig- you know, migraines can be triggered by, by many things. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, in that context of a, you know, uh, of a cervical strain, yeah. 
um, that uh, that you know that can lead to to really diffuse spasm in the mm-hmm. neck. And that alone can trigger trigger headaches and migraines. Right. So and migraines. Um, it's all it's all related. It's all related. So once you you know if you have someone that kind of doesn't um, progress with the palliative care in the beginning, and you know now you do some imaging and you're looking at what could be causing this whether you know what are you looking what do you see in imaging? First of all, would you do an MRI? Is that typical for you or or CAT scan? Um, the MRI I don't necessarily get right away. Okay. Yeah, we have to start um, out if, small. If at all. <laughs> we have to start um, out small now, right? Well, you know, I, listen. Uh, you could go for you could go for some of these expensive tests, mm-hmm. but that's really not what we're we're trying to do. Uh, you know, first of all, you know, an expensive test uh, when you're just fishing for uh, a diagnosis is, you know, usually very usually a very low yield. Right. Um, type of uh, of result um, that's going to cost a lot of money and drive up healthcare dollars. So we don't we don't want to go right to expensive tests. Right. Um, so no, that's a really know, good point start- because I think people, you know, and and I said that on purpose. So thank you for validating that because I think everyone out there thinks, well, we got to get an MRI because they don't really know why we use an MRI. How to? It's definitely appropriate for certain things mm-hmm. as a first line. For certain yeah, disease so, processes, you know, but not this. They have, you know, and maybe many, many uh, physicians in the audience, uh, you know, would, you know, know, uh, you know of course, about there's uh, studies that that show a very poor correlation of just MRI findings with with pain. They had, they had a, a study where they MRI'd 100 patients, um, uh and which showed all those findings that many people do surgery on, like herniated discs, um, moderate to severe spinal stenosis, arthritis, mm-hmm. all, those, all those type of things. And problem, the thing was, none of those patients had, they were all asymptomatic, they had wow. no pain whatsoever. Wow. So again, there's a poor correlation with just imaging findings right. um, and, and determining the source of pain, but uh, I think there's there's a there's definitely a place and a time to get an MRI right. uh, if you're not responding to uh, certain either conservative or interventional type type uh, techniques. So now, once you have a finding, what determines your next course of treatment for someone with uh, neck pain, and what would else would could you do for that patient in- interventionally? Yeah. So let's say. Uh, so we have we have a we have a patient now that uh, has not has not responded to our conservative measures. Yeah. Um, and uh, at that point, we've you know we've done physical exam findings. We've done our physical exam and our history, so we know that let's say there are some findings, mm-hmm. neurologic findings. Uh, patient has radicular pain. Let's say in a C7 pattern, uh, which means that uh, there is most likely um, some irritation of the nerve root at the C7 level. Hmm. And uh, so, but, you know, they've done some therapy, they've done, you know, we've, we've thrown some uh, anti-inflammatories, muscle relaxants, uh, they have not responded at this point. Um, and so uh, we know Maybe we've done at this point some imaging, and we know that we have a finding at C7 that there may be some narrowing um, 
of the at the uh, neural foramen on mm-hmm. one side on the side that the patient's having that pain and that dermatomal pattern uh, there is an imaging finding that correlates with that and uh, maybe 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 we see also some disc thinning at that level uh, and so we see that the disc is um, not normal uh, so so even on an x-ray we can although we can't uh, determine exactly uh, what's going on with the disc. You can't see herniated discs on a plain film. Right. But you can see uh, some indirect findings like a degenerated disc. Right. Um, so a disc that, uh, so on, on an x-ray you'll see a disc, uh, you can see the disc spaces, the spaces between the vertebrae. And so you can see that the height of uh, the distance uh, of that space is maybe, maybe, maybe not uh, the same as the other right. uh, spaces uh, of a healthy, a healthier disc, and so um, and so we can correlate now. Uh, some you know now we have some findings. Uh, we have we have exam findings. We have imaging findings, and so at that point, I may offer that patient uh, an epidural steroid injection at the uh, C7 level. And what and what is the outcome for that? So what is the um, goal for you? So the goal the goal at this point is to is simply just to get uh, some pain control. Pain relief, yeah. So this, so it's pain relief. So so the patient you know so so this this particular uh, um, you know person uh, who had this injury who uh, has persistent pain who um, has not responded to therapy. Um, so this this person uh, needs to uh, get some type of pain control. So really, it's it's more about uh, pain control, hmm. so that they can so they can better Function. do physical therapy. I uh, think that I think some of the hang up uh, at this point is their their limiting factor is the pain, right. and so they're really not uh, doing very effective uh, therapy when you're in pain. Right. Uh, so I think that at that point, an epidural steroid injection, we do these, you know, under, uh, it's a fluoroscopic procedure, um, uh, under, under most, uh, you know, fellowship trained hands that, uh, that, um, you know, we can do these procedures, uh, you know, with low risk, Mm -hmm. um, um, and they're, you know, they're pretty quick procedures. Uh, I think they can be very effective in the right patient, um, you know, patient selection. Um, But, uh, you know, this just stems from uh, being able to take a good history uh, with with correlating with the right exam findings, um, you know, perhaps some imaging. And, um, you know, I think that patients can do very well uh, when you're targeting the right spot and incorporating that with their therapy. And how, and how long does that usually last for the patient? Uh, well, I should put it this way. So your goal is to get the patient back into physical therapy with pain relief, right? So the goal Correct. is hopefully that once they are able to do the physical therapy throughout the process, the pain relief is now somewhat minimum, you know, the pain relief stays with them so that they get beyond the pain and they've able to help heal the area. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I just, I think it just goes, it just kind of, it's kind of intuitive um, that, uh, you know, to, to kind of get control, you know, to get control of that area, right. um, to, to get the pain level under control. Um, and, uh, you know, 
uh, I mean, epidural steroids can be, uh, you know, it's a variable response. I think by themselves, you know, again, there's no, you know, it, it's one of those, it's one of those um, kind of, you know, looking at an epidural steroid injection right. uh, by itself may be ineffective for people who have persistent or chronic pain. Um, but when you combine that, uh, with a overall comprehensive plan, right? Uh, so there has to be a plan involved attached to this, to these injections. Um, and so I, I think when when you have the when you have the right patient, you 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 know you've you know it's patient selection again. Um, it's it's you know kind of an appropriate targeting of uh, where we. You know, where we call it, you know, it's a presumptive diagnosis that we say the pain is coming from this area. We target that area, um, and uh, and then and we can then hit therapy very hard uh, once the pain is under control. Now, is that the only procedure that you can do on the neck, or are there other things that you would do, and what would lead you to those? So you mentioned epidural. So are there other things you do on the neck, and what would be the reasoning? Right. So I mean, so there's a there's a lot of causes of neck pain. Right. Um, and uh, and so you know, radicular pain. That's one. That is one type of one type of pain. Um, you know, which can either be caused by a disc that's protruding, right. um, or it can be caused uh, by um, you know just anything that can cause irritation of the nerve root. Um, so that could be. You know, it could be stenosis uh, or narrowing around uh, around the nerve. Uh, that could be due to arthritis or, or an arthritic uh, condition. Um, so, you know, that's that's one treatment. Now, now neck pain can be also caused uh, by uh, by arthritis itself. Uh-huh. So you can have an inflammatory uh, joint in the neck. So, so. You know, there's pair, there's two, there's a pair of joints at each level of the spine, and those joints can become incredibly painful, um, incredibly painful. Due to arthritis, and, uh, Doc. What's that? Due to due to arthritis. Due to arthritis. Wow. Yeah. So so and and that and those joints can become. You know, there could be a traumatic arthritis if if it's involved with an injury, mm. but you can also have kind of chronic arthritis that can also become inflamed. Um, you know, sporadically, and that can lead to uh, to neck pain, back pain, pain pain along any part of the spine, really. And so we can uh, also offer uh, treatment um, by blocking the nerves to the joints. Mm. Uh, and so those are called medial branch blocks, or uh, the joints are called facet joints. And so we can do diagnostic blocks where we can target anywhere on the spine uh, as 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 kind of a test uh, to see if that's where the pain's emanating from, and so that's another you know that's, that's really another sort of treatment we do um, if they do respond to medial branch blocks, um, and we say okay so that's where your pain's coming from that joint or these these you know these couple you know two or three joint levels we can then offer a procedure which lasts a lot longer called radiofrequency neuroblation where we can uh, actually heat the nerve um, which is actually 
not not exactly accurate, accurate. We're actually scrambling the nerve with an electromagnetic field. Wow. Um, but it does it does um, it, it that that can last much longer than the actual injections. So someone with I mean, there's no cure for the arthritis. There's nothing we can do for the arthritis. So the goal is to give these patients quality because even physical therapy is not going to help the arthritis. So that is really a different scenario. It's it it can be a different it, it is a different scenario. Um, I think that um, you know again with arthritis. Um, you know, uh, you know, immobilization uh, of the joints uh, lead to more pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, the idea is you do want to mobilize, um, and so then therapy uh, can make a difference uh, with people who have chronic arthritic conditions. It certainly can make a difference for people that it's more of an acute traumatic um, uh, inflammatory uh, process. And so, you know, but, but still, you know, early mobilization uh, is, is a key, and pain control uh, becomes a key issue to be able to mobilize early. So, I mean, you know, when you're in pain, right. you're not, you're not going to move that part of the body. That's right. You're, 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 you're going to protect it. You know, you're, you're going you're gonna to stay stiff. Right. You're going to, you know, intuitively you're going to immobilize that part because it just hurts to move. Right, and kind of um, overcompensate in other ways. Overcompensate, overcompensate, and so, so, um, so we need to, you know, one. It's just a simple plan. You need to uh, to get pain control. Um, In order to get pain control, we need to evaluate and we need to localize where pain's coming from, Um, and then we need to treat that, and then we we need to get early mobilization. Wow. All right. So Johnny's telling me we have to take a break. So we're going to take a two-minute break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about back pain. Be right back. Welcome back, everyone. It's Robin Sills from St. Mary's Hospital. Welcome to Medically Speaking. We are Medically Speaking on my achy breaky uh, this month. And we have with us Dr. David Glassman, who's the Medical Director of Pain Management Specialist at Active Orthopedics. Hi, Doc. Hey there. Thanks for hanging on. So I'm going to read a quote because I love this quote that you have along with your bio. I think it's really kind of um, puts together a lot of what you're about. So it says music and the management of chronic pain have a lot in common. They both require precision and finesse. They're both complex and somewhat unpredictable. Both, when designed and executed properly, delivered unexpected delight, renewal, and freedom. I think that's excellent. So is that, and it's quoted. So that's you. That is, that that is that's on my website. Yeah. And you are a and you are a a musician. I found out too, right? I I do. I try. I I I, I have a lot of hot air. So that's, it's kind of it's it's you know it's it's one of my one of my corny expressions at work. So. <laughs> well, I think probably you you know you. Create some beautiful music for your patients and helping them to heal. So the oh. two do go hand in hand, and we're really happy yep. to have you with us. And again, um, Dr. Glassman's with Active Orthopedics, Dr. Kaplan and Dr. Carlson's group out in um, Middlebury, and visit their website at ctspineandpaincare.com. Again, that's ctspineandpaincare.com, and their phone number is 203 758 1272. And I'll give that out again. When 
when we end the program. So we talked a lot about neck pain. I mean, there's a lot to talk about. And I feel badly because as we get... You know, this program is only an hour. And like I said to you, it goes quicker than you realize. And, you know, we were going to focus a little bit tonight on neck and back, which means, see, you have to come back, Doc, and talk a little bit more of some of the other specialties within what you do. (laughs) Love to. Anytime. So when we talk about the back with the chronic back pain, you know, I earlier when you and I talked yesterday, I said, you know, let's look at the typical back patient that comes in. Does that... Does that kind of mirror a typical neck patient when they come in? Like, would the process be the same when someone comes in with back pain, or, or is there anything different that you look for clinically? Um, I mean, you know, again, it 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 it, it always starts with a uh, again the same same sort of uh, approach with a very good you know just with you know as any physician uh, with a very good uh, history. Mm-hmm. And physical exam, mm-hmm. but um, you know, back. I mean, back pain, low back pain is kind of its own thing. I mean, it's it's much more it's much more common. Definitely. Uh, and um, you know, b- uh, back pain. Uh, you know, get, as you cited at the beginning, um, you know, eighty percent of anybody you'd meet, uh, everybody you'd meet, I would say, is uh, has experienced some type of low back pain in their life. Right. Uh, maybe, maybe they had an episode. Uh, most, most, of, most of the time, these are self-limiting episodes, again, just like with neck pain. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, back pain, I think, has, has probably uh, led to more disability uh, than neck pain. And, um, and uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of risk factors, I think, for back pain, you know, like smoking, obesity, uh, you know, age, you know, greater than 55, 60, uh, female gender, actually. Female? Um, has more back I, pain, yeah. Why female? Um, Do you know why? Not exactly sure. They may be prone uh, to back pain, perhaps. Um, it could be... <laughs> The osteoporosis. Uh, related to, it could be related to hormone. Mm. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know. I think um, you know it, it, it's possible that you know they have kind of you know there may be more um, kind of um, hyper uh, you know mobility of of you know what, what's that word you know when you have kind of a very flexible you know kind of hyper extending joints mm. and <laughs> and some of the ligaments may be. You know, there may be, you know, kind of a little bit more instability, perhaps, mm-hmm. of, uh, of joints and, and the spine, perhaps, in, wow. in, in women. That's inter- I didn't realize it was more women than it was men, because every time I see someone with back pain, I'm always thinking it's men. I think it's because we're more stoic than the guys. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, I think I think women are tougher than men. There you um, go. But you know, that's good another boy. topic. Good boy. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> so when a patient comes into you with back pain, you have to do the same general piece, right? So you need to look at, do a full history, and when you're looking at clinically, what you know, what are you looking for with them clinically other than imaging? You know, is there anything they exhibit with their extremities, you know, with their legs or their feet, like a, a foot drop or anything like that? Mm. Yeah, so, so you know, it's, it's important to do a full neurologic exam. You know, just, just the same in the neck, really, but, uh, but, but um, whoops, excuse me. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, again, uh, full neurologic exam uh, is very important. So, 
have back pain that's associated with uh, neurologic findings, or or it's just or just sort of mechanical, kind of localized back. Pain. Um, but uh, but you know that becomes important to to differentiate, uh, and um, that will help you know guide you know the exact uh, you know treatment and course of treatment right. uh, for that patient. So when you're looking at uh, treatment for these patients, you know, anti-inflammatories, the physical therapy, the same thing. And I know physical therapy is a big deal. I mean, I don't want to minimize that because I'll tell you, I, I have only ever had back pain once. And it was debilitating. I don't know how it happened. I don't know what I did, but I did do an anti-inflammatory. But the day I started the anti-inflammatory, my doctor said, go to physical therapy and be evaluated. And it helped because I, mm. I stay diligent with it. I think that sure. we don't do that. I think that as, as um, you know, Americans, we're typically like quick fix. And then once we feel better, we don't yes. stay with the routine. But once you weaken an area, you pretty much have to stay with it, right? Yeah, you know, and and that is so true. Um, you know, we are a quick fix nation. Mm. So, I mean, we want, you know, we want, we want the magic pill or the magic shot or whatever it is. You know, I just don't want to feel pain and, uh, you know, I just want to get it fixed and not think about it anymore. Hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, unfortunately um, for these sort of persistent, more complicated problems, um, you know, and again, uh, most back pain, uh, you know, is going to be self-limiting. Uh, it's, you know, it's going to resolve. Right. Um, so you know, there's, uh, you know, the first, the first thing is that there's, you know, you need, we we would need to we need to uh, to give reassurance uh, that you know this is going to you know going to get better and it's going to going to go away. Um, but there are some there are uh, you know the minority of people that will have a persistent problem. Right. Um, and uh, and you know really need some aggressive therapy right. um, and you know again in getting into into the physical therapy you're right it's it's just you know like a good a very good physical therapist or physical therapy group is just uh, is just invaluable I mean the, you know they do a lot uh, with these patients they work with them um, and uh, it's all about um, you know getting that uh, you know getting that real really targeted therapy and then providing them for their transition, you know, um, you know, after therapy to continue on with, you know, these kind of, you know, these good, you know, kind of uh, um, routines and, right. and exercises that that you may need to do uh, do for the for for the know, long for haul. The, for the long haul. To maintain right, exactly. your core, they told me. I got to maintain my core. core that's it. To maintain, maintain that maintenance. core. Now. Yep. You know, some of the things that you do for the neck interventionally are pretty similar to what you do for the back, right? Right. So, you know... Um, when you do you an know, intervention. Epi epidural steroids, right. you know, facet injections, um, RFA, radiofrequency. Mm -hmm. So all these things that we talked about in the neck, we can do down in the low back. Um, you know, a lot of... You know, there's a lot... There, there can be a lot of mechanical uh, or a lot of... Um, pain that is due to mechanical causes in the spine um, and uh, you know facet uh, arthritis or pain due to the facet joints are terribly debilitating and I mean they can bring a grown a grown man I mean I've seen I, I've had I've treated football players 
literally it brought it would bring them down to their knees. Um, so I mean, these, this is serious stuff. It's very painful, very debilitating. I mean, you had you had an episode of back pain. You know what you know what that's all about. It was unbelievable. I was crippled. I'm like, are you kidding me? I was fine the day before. It just it was uh, it was unbelievable. You know. So I mean, it helps you to empathize with yes. patients as you as you see them moving forward, or, or people that come into your lives and say, I know, I I get that. You know, instead of judging it because it's so it's so real. Oh, absolutely. Um, but, you know, I've seen really great turnarounds and, um, you know, it's really, it's really amazing, you know, when you can, um, you know, really, you know, really get a, um, you know, a, a plan going mm. and, uh, you know, get it, you know, get the patient, you know, back, uh, you know, back to, you know, to, to the way that they were. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think it, it has to do with, you know, just getting in, uh, getting the treatment, like, you know, as early as possible. Right. And stop, um, and know, don't get, put it off. Make sure you have that conversation. Off. Don't put, yes, don't put it off. I like what you said earlier, because what you said earlier is let me be the quarterback. And I love that. I love, <laughs> you know, you know, I would say to patients, you know, when you have that conversation with your physician, <clears throat> you know, your primary care, it's not a bad idea to jump right to the pain specialist. Let's evaluate it from that level first to see what we can get done for you. Let him quarterback it, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, that um, that there's, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's, there's a, you know, it's so multifactorial back right. then. So, so, I mean, there's so much to evaluate first. Um, but you know, I can tell you that you know I've gotten uh, you know I, I've had people come in, uh, and uh, you know they they just you know didn't do well with therapy. Yeah. Um, and just some simple imaging uh, was able to determine that the patient did need surgery. Oh. And um, and uh, and uh, you know so that that you know that that is a, an instant referral. I mean you know there, in some cases you you really. You know, it was good that they had surgery early um, because they could have, um, you know, really hurt themselves, you know, permanently. You have something listed on here that I want to make sure we get to before the end. It's called spinal cord stimulation. What is that, Doc? Yeah, so uh, spinal cord stimulation is a medical implant uh, that uh, can treat, um, uh, you know, pain related to the spine, mm -hmm. um, and it and it can treat very severe cases of, uh, you know, I mean, we're talking uh, neuropathic pain, which is, is, you know, pain that's related to the nervous system. It's, it's the worst type of pain uh, there is. Um, and, uh, and so people who have really debilitating pain uh, uh, can benefit from these medical implants. There was a, there was a, uh, an, I think, a ar recent article about which is, I think it was CNN, but I'm not even, I'm not sure, don't quote me on that, but uh, that was talking about spinal cord stimulators, that they were a replacement uh, for quote-unquote narcotics, you know, again, getting jumping into the opioid right, crisis, right. and that you could just put these implants in and, and then they don't need to be on narcotics. Um, I mean, that's not exactly, you know, that's not exactly true. Um, not exactly true. It's not true that you can just, you know, put these implants in um, and, and lo and behold, 
you know, you're cured and it's a magic thing. And no, it's a, there's a lot of, there's a, a definite process for selection for, for this uh, type of treatment. Um, but, you know, essentially it's, it's the, the, you know, they're a special type of uh, epidural. And we, when we talk about epidural, it's almost like an epidural catheter that we place for a woman in labor and delivery. Right. It's actually done the same way. Um, we place these special type of catheters that have electrodes that can actually transmit electrical signal directly into the spinal cord. Um, that will cancel out. It actually interferes with pain signal. So, uh, so you have pain that comes from, let's say, your back or your leg, um, and uh, and so then those, so that, so there's a, a source of pain, and then that, the, so those signals, the pain signal gets uh, trans, you know, transmitted up through the spinal cord up to the brain. Your brain then processes that saying that, wow, that's pain, and that's how we perceive pain um, from, you know, from that, that, sort of, uh, that sort of track, nervous system track. Um, and so what the spinal cord stimulator does is it sort of like intervenes between where your pain is emanating from and your brain. And so that, uh, you know, in a sort of a simplified way uh, is how, how that works, a spinal cord stimulator works for pain processing and, and giving pain relief. It's just really neat that there's more things coming on the horizon for pain management that, you know, will hopefully address that opioid crisis and, and some of the other, you know, crises out there for patients that try to manage their pain. And, and these non-surgical interventions are huge for patients. So, you know, we wanted to bring you here tonight to be able just to bring some of them to light and definitely to highlight some of your services. Johnny's giving me the, we got to go pretty soon, <laughs> two minute, <laughs> the two minute mark, but there's so much more to talk about. So I want to keep the door open to bring you back to talk about some of the other services and some of the latest techniques that we have for pain management. So mm. I'm going to hold Let's you to it. Lots of t- lot. There's lots more to talk about. <laughs> so what you know, what I want to tell everyone out there and remind everyone. So Dr. Glassman again is part of Active Orthopedics um, in Middlebury, 1579th Street Turnpike, which is Dr. Kaplan's group, um, and their number is 203-758-1272, and their website is CT Spine and Pain Care, all one word. dot com. If you want to know a little bit more about them, and Dr. Glassman is pretty much at St. Mary's Hospital every day because he's with Woodland Anesthesia too, doing anesthesia. And you also do the procedures out of our Naugatuck Valley Surgery Center, which we're really grateful for. Mm. Well, thank you, Robin, for having me. Oh, absolutely. So thank you so much, Doc, for joining us. And we will talk, I'm sure, soon. Yeah, we have a absolutely. lot going on. Thank you so much. Thank have a you good so night. Much. You too, Robin. Thanks. So Dr. Um, Glassman, again, is with Active Orthopedics, and we are really happy to have him in this area. He does a lot with our Naugatuck Valley Surgery Center and um, Active Orthopedics and is at St. Mary's Hospital pretty much every day because with Windland Anesthesia. And I love the fact that he works side by side with a lot of the orthopedic surgeons and the neurosurgeons providing general anesthesia when they do cases. So they do do a lot of things hand in hand, and it's a really unique situation. So I wanted to make sure we were able to bring that to you. So Johnny's giving me the, like, we have to wrap this up and go. So I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight. You can listen to this on iTunes. We will put it up on our podcast soon. And I want everyone to have a safe and happy and healthy weekend. Take care. Robin Sills from St. Mary's Hospital. Exceptional care. Every patient, every day.
and your favorite oldies. 1320 AM WATR Waterbury.